Hello everybody, it is Bridget uh, with your weekly tips and tricks. I cannot believe it is April 2nd, 2020. Here we are in week three. I am excited and feeling really energized today, so I hope that comes through in my voice. I have a pretty interesting topic, and again, it'll be short and poignant, um, but I wondered if I should spend a little bit of time talking about fashion and what is acceptable and not acceptable to wear while you are working from home. I'm sort of kidding, but I'm sort of not. <laughs> so I saw a friend of mine yesterday posted on Facebook that she received an email uh, catalog from Brooks Brothers. And in that link, when she clicked on it, it had um, a whole display of work from home clothing attire. And at first I, I thought, is this a joke? And then she replied to someone's comment and said, and posted the pictures. And sure enough, there were advertisements for comfy flannel pajama pants that look professional and a turtleneck sweater that is made of fleece and can be warm while you're working in your living room. So this is becoming a real thing. And the first week or so, I really was diligent. I got up early. I took a shower. I got dressed in my normal work attire, put makeup on. And then by about day 10, I just, I got to be honest, I've totally given up. So for all of you out there that started off strong, kudos to you. Don't worry. As long as you're looking professional, really from the waist up, I think you're doing a pretty good job. So that's all I'm going to say about fashion for working from home. We're going to get into something a little more, I think, relevant, and that is actually how to stop stressing about control. As a coach, the topic of control comes up a lot with my coaching clients, and quite honestly, it comes up a lot in my own life. I think a lot of us out there can admit that we do like some degree of control, and I think we all also can agree that daily we are reminded of how little control we actually have. I often will draw a circle in class and I'll say, all right, put in that circle everything you have control over. And I give people a minute or two to do that. And then I see people struggling and they kind of giggle and get frustrated. And we have a conversation about how little things we can put in that circle of control. So today I just want to give you a couple ideas as to how to manage some of your tendencies to want to control things, especially in this time that we're in. I think we've all realized, and I've heard people say on various programs and news shows, just how out of control the world feels right now. We don't know when the end will come, if there will be an end. We don't know when things will go back to quote unquote normal. I was sharing with my mom the other day that my only wish right now is I wish that we had a timeline so that I could mentally prepare for the duration that this might take. But I know, as you know, we, we will not get that information at this time. So control. One thing you can do, first and foremost, is to determine what you actually can control. And you can do that circle exercise 
Or think of it in two ways. We actually only have control over two things. And that is, number one, how we react to situations. And number two, how we respond. Now, both of those are synonymous and similar, but there's a distinct difference. So if you think about something, an incident that occurs in your life, in a moment, in a conversation, you have an initial reaction. And that reaction people can hear in your tone, they can see on your face, your body language, they can read between the lines in an email. Then after people receive that reaction, we then have a choice as to how to respond. And that is the actual verbal uh, feedback that we give someone or a certain situation. So somebody, for example, might write an email, it triggers you, you react, take a moment, what is it and how is it that I want to respond to that message? I got really good advice once from a dear friend of mine um, who passed away about 10 years ago and he said, you know, Bridget, the only thing you have in life is how you cope, how you cope. And I remember a light bulb went on. I had never really thought of it in terms that way or actually no one's ever really said that to me. But as he explained, life will throw things at you on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis, as we all know. And what we have control over is how we respond and react to those things that happen. The second thing we can do to manage our want to control and the stress that comes with wanting that control is to really work on minimize catastrophizing. I often use the word uh, spinning. That's the word I kind of use in my world. It's very easy to take a situation and spin like the Tasmanian devil and suddenly now it becomes this much bigger, huge impact situation that feels unsurmountable. So it's really important to check your assumptions. How much of this are you making up? Are you going from point A to Z in literally seconds and making something that actually is manageable into something that is so catastrophic? And suddenly then we get married to the catastrophe that is in front of us. And that does not help our stress level. So really check in with yourself about the facts of the situation and really avoid that spinning cycle that we can get caught up in that can really have an impact on the level of stress that we're feeling and ultimately the lack of control that we have. The last tip I have for you as it pertains to managing your stress and looking at things that you can and cannot control is to do less thinking and more doing. So if you find yourself, and this really directly relates to the previous point, if you are so caught up in your head 
overthinking things, trying to, you know, at the end of the day, you're exhausted because you've really tried to change something that at the end isn't going to change. Try to slip into what we call problem solving mode. And that is the more doing part. Try to put your thoughts aside and start to get really tactical. How can I problem solve with what I have before me? I see people struggle. I struggle. You get some information. You don't agree with it. You don't like it. It doesn't make sense to you. And it's so easy, again, to spin right out of control. And at the end of the day, the fact is that maybe that message is not going to change. So it's really important to kind of reframe and look at it from a sense of how can I solve this quote-unquote problem that is before me? What can I do? What do I have the power to influence and do with what is before me? So do less thinking and more doing. I hope you got something out of today's quick tips and tricks with Bridget. I cannot wait until the day where I can get back in the classroom and feed off the energy of all you lovely people out there. But most importantly right now, just ground yourself again, take care of yourself and be well.